When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbit DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. Oh, much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. We're spending Thanksgiving with one of our favorite people, longtime supporter of Cafe Mocha, all-round good guy. He's a singer, daddy, newlywed, and has a hot new single on the chart. We've got Kenny Lattimore. Plus, what exactly happened in the midterm elections? We're talking to Black Voters Matter. Cafe Mocha begins now. Thanksgiving weekend. Time to eat. You know, Mm. Thanksgiving is the Super Bowl for fat people. Is it? Is that true? Yes, it is. Because you know what? There's a certain type of uniform that you must have uh, (laughs) as you go to, you know, the different houses. First, you need, you know, those elastic pants. You don't wear jeans. Elastic. Okay. Uh huh. You know, um, make sure you're comfortable. Yeah. Um, and you have to plan out your trips. You know, you map out, you know. Like, okay. You know, when I was in Detroit, I, you know, I go to the, the worst place first. Worst right, place. Right. In the life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. And while it's there, like, she, she ain't going to have a lot of food. So I go to her first. Then, you know, the last place I would go is grandma's. Because grandma okay. have it all out. So then when you're doing it, plan it, make sure you have the right gear and you have a, a great Thanksgiving. That's do you do. take your portable, you know, things for you to put your food in? Yeah, you, you, you have plenty of Tupperware. Okay. You know, give a little extra to somebody that probably didn't bring it, you know, some. Um, and also your, um, your, your aluminum foil. Oh, your yeah. uh your uh bags your ziploc bags mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. all that is that's part of the, the whole gift you know the whole gear you do know? you bring something with you do you at least bring a bottle of wine or... i bring myself okay okay people should be thankful that i'm here But I'm just kidding. Lonnie, Lonnie, I know you are, but that is so funny. Can you imagine? People just like, you know, I mean, you know, people fixing plates for their man and stuff. I'm like, uh, uh, you know, because that's always the the debate of, you know, do the women fix the plates for the men and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, look, when they say the food is ready, whoever I'm going in there to get my food. Yo, you need I to be suggest- right behind me. Yeah, you do the same. You do the same. <laughs> <laughs> we just love Thanksgiving. You know, uh definitely my favorite side dish is the macaroni and cheese. What's yours, Angie? Um, it's gonna be the macaroni and cheese as well. I mean, my mother has a rule that macaroni and cheese is only for the holidays so literally <laughs> in her house uh-huh <laughs> macaroni and cheese twice a year uh-huh. this year she made something from one of those food network tvs Ina garden uh-huh i love uh, her 
a truffle, some truffle yes. mac and cheese with Ooh. mushrooms. Mm. So mm. I'm like, can I just get the plain? I don't need truffle oil and mushrooms. No, no, I we just, fancying you know, it up. You know, we got lobster mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. You have the truffle mac and cheese. Um, there's this a mac and cheese at this restaurant I go to, and they call it the millionaire mac and cheese. Where Is there gold in it? Yes. <laughs> It's gold in it. It's got a, a, um, a over easy egg on top and uh-uh. it has the, the truffle cheese. And the thing is you have the egg that's over easy and then you mix it like fresh, like right there and woo, make you want to slap somebody. Woo. Oh, that's some good macaroni and cheese. Yeah, I know, like the I like I like the, the regular. The, yeah, you like regular. I know you I like regular. Just regular. regular. Just well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I'm very thankful for another year of Cafe Mocha, another year to be with Angelique and Yo-Yo. We also want to say thank you to our executive producers, Sheila Eldridge. Um, also Humble Hill, Alex, who helps us out. Um, yeah. I think that especially with this year we're trying to get over COVID and a lot of us have lost a lot of people. I think we should be thankful for health and, and just same mind. What do you think? Amen. Well, I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for, you know, like you said, we lost a lot of people. So we're keeping it simple for this holiday and just doing family stuff, just enjoying each other. Uh, because people are still getting sick out there. There are a lot of people that aren't vaccinated and folks are still getting sick. Yeah. So I would tell people, just be careful. You know, I think that there are certain things that you can do. I think that we should remember to wash our hands. I Mm -hmm. still mask up when I go out um, with different people. You're the only one. (laughs) I know. Everybody's like, I got on the plane. It's like everybody looking at me and I'm like, you know what? But I haven't. I'm never. Oh, go ahead. Knock on wood. I have not had COVID yet. So that you know of. Uh, Period. I have taken a COVID test every day in the industry. I'm in the industry. So I am constantly on a cadence of Mm -hmm. COVID testing. Test, test, test. Yeah. Test, test, test. So, you know, I mean, I mean, I've never if I had it, I've never gotten sick. Mm-hmm. So, and I've never tested, you know, positive. So I just, I just, you know, I take those ginger shots, mm-hmm. I take those turmeric, I mask up, I wash hands frequently. I do whatever I can do. And I just want y'all to be safe out there. So, you know, it doesn't hurt. Like if somebody coughing, I jump to the other side of the room. That's what I do. No, I ain't <laughs> mad at you. People act like coughing is normal. You cough once, I'll let you, let it slide. You cough again. Mm-mm. I spray Lysol. I, I do everything. If I get on a plane and I hear that coughing, I keep a little thing of Lysol and I just spray in the air like I'm in my van. I just, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know if it works. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not a doctor. All I know is it makes it, you feel better. <laughs> it makes me feel better. And I, if I hear sneezing and coughing, I get out of people's way. I just, I try not to let it linger because it's airborne. People got to remember COVID is an airborne virus. So, you know, that's the reason. So if you are going to be around like a lot of people, if you go to a concert or something like that, I would suggest you better at mask. least oh, put a gosh, mask please. in your purse or keep a mask on you just in case. You never know. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to, to have a mask. So It you know. sure doesn't. It but doesn't. with that said, 
We're thankful. I'm thankful for you, Angie. I'm thankful for you. <laughs> and we're thankful for our listeners. We love y'all at Cafe Mocha. Happy Thanksgiving. Cafe Mocha, as promised on the line, we are spending Thanksgiving with a man that's got a lot to be thankful for. And that's Mr. Kenny Lattimore. Welcome back to Cafe Mocha. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And yes, I am super thankful in general, this this this, uh, this whole season seems completely apropos to my life. <laughs> I'm grateful. Well, I want to talk about that because I listened to a bit of the album, and there's so much about unexpected love, and I had given up yeah. on love, and then you come walking through, and so talk, <laughs> talk a little bit about being thankful for love and finding love again. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm definitely thankful because I built this whole legacy on singing a love song, and I think that when you do that, a lot of times my fans want to see me in love. They want to see me experiencing what I'm singing about, and it allows me to continue to create things that they love. So um, being in this new season, my wife, uh, who you all know is Judge Faith, you know, Faith is uh, doing wonderful and in the the stage of pregnancy where we're going to have a a little baby girl soon. And um, we are super excited. I never thought that I would be starting like having a new beginning at this level. You know, it was one thing to get married, but now to um, have a baby on the way and all is totally uh, a beautiful thing to experience and, um, and to be a girl dad. So um, we're, we're thankful for all of that. We're thankful for all of the support that we've been given and the, and the, the people that have just been in our corner cheering us on. Um, it's just been an amazing journey. And I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to spend a couple of years, just us too, you know, laying the foundation mm-hmm. of our relationship, making sure we were strong. Um, before the baby girl is coming. So um, we have even more to offer. For the people who had kind of given up or have given Mm -hmm. up, any Mm -hmm. thoughts? I mean, had you given up on love? Were you just, you know, a dad and a singer and and, and (laughs) your life and saying, eh? You know what I did? I got to a point where I was like, I I never thought, well, this is not going to happen for me as much as I just thought. Well, there were times when it was a priority and I was like, you know, I'm intentionally going out. Let me date Um, because I know that, you know, love exists. I'm in a I'm in a different place in my life. Uh, I'm better than I was, you know, years ago. I'm I'm in in a position to to um, to give on another level, to have to exude more patience on another level, to understand another level because I have matured. So I just felt like, yeah, let me go out there and date but you never know what you're going to get. I dated some women who were almost ready for relationships, but they weren't. Mm -hmm. I dated some women who were a little ready for a deeper relationship than I was. And then all of a sudden I took some time off from that again. And I reapproached and said, okay, have I dealt with Kenny? Mm -hmm. Have I gotten to a place where I really like me up and down that I can defend my humanity and existence so that when I'm giving and I'm loving uh, and, you know, giving love to someone that it's in its highest form and it's in servitude. You know, I really was trying to think on a much more elevated level. Mm. And um, then I started dating again, met another really amazing person who uh, was long distance. And so I was like, no, I don't think I want a long distance relationship. Everything's about timing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden someone introduces me to this young lady from Louisiana 
Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, really, Louisiana? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's on TV and she does this judge stuff. And I saw, and I was like, wow, she's really smart mm-hmm. and she's beautiful and articulate and she has her own little style to it. But she's definitely a lady, you know. And um, when we got together and just started talking, it just blossomed from there. But I think that we have to give what we want to attract. Yeah. If we do that, I think that love is out there for anybody. I mean, they always say water seeks its equal. And that's why when you're out dating, to me, my rule is when I'm in a bad place personally, whether it's Mm -hmm. emotionally, whether it's financially, I never date because I know I'm going to get someone that's where I'm at or (laughs) a little worse. That's very possible. (laughs) Yeah, it's very possible. It's just science. Water seeks its equal. You bring your best, right? Exactly. Exactly. Talking to Kenny Lattimore. Ooh, I love your new single. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. Uh, All I can say (laughs) is, you know, there are some songs where for me, and you know, I'm, I'm in music. I'm not a musician like Mm -hmm. you are, but I play Mm -hmm. music all the time throughout my entire life because I'm a radio personality. I heard like the first few notes and I was like, bing, what is that? (laughs) Like just the first few notes. And I was like, my ear went like I could hear it across the room. What is that? And then it gets into it. Oh my goodness. I love, (laughs) I love take a dose. Let's just play it and then come back and we can talk about it in a minute. It's Cafe Mocha Thanksgiving weekend on the line with Kenny Lattimore just going crazy over his new single, (laughs) Take a Dose. Um, Oh, I love it. That makes me feel so great. (laughs) Well, you know... I've been a cheerleader for you for many, many years. So I'm happy to see all of this, the the mm. marriage, the new mm-hmm. hot, hot single. Um, mm. But what was different for you going into the studio this time? Was it easier to write? You know, is it harder to write when you're in love or is it easier? I, I learned I had to take a back seat to a new young producer. Uh, his name is Drakkar Madison Wesley. Madison is what we call him in, in the, just in the creative world. And he was so amazing. I had to become a student again about the sound of what um, the new adults want to hear. I'm going to say it that way. <laughs> the new adults <laughs> that are listening to my kind of music mm-hmm. want a certain thing that has a little swag on it, that's a little sexy, but at the same time, the lyrics are still poetic because they miss some things that were happening in the 90s that may not be happening now. But um, what I try to do is create with those people who missed the things in the 90s but, and respect that. 
but still understand what they want to hear and how they want to bump their music now. So I got together with Madison and we started doing this album. It was kind of unexpected because um, I was about to do a whole different kind of project and I was requested to do a contemporary, a new contemporary album. And when you're a legacy artist, you've been doing it as long as I've been doing it. Sometimes you question yourself, like, where do I fit in? You know, and I said, well, I'll do the contemporary album as long as it doesn't sound like I'm trying to be something that I'm not. Right. You've got to really dive into. And that was the whole point of having Madison, because I know Madison, he, he's done my last like four top 10 songs. Stay on your mind and, and be here with Boney James. And he even worked on um, I Love Me Back back in the day on my Anatomy of a Love Song project. So I knew he was going to know my voice and my placement. And um, I think it was the best move that was, you know, bringing him in, doing the collaboration of uh, allowing him to lead me and learning from him. But I always make sure that the lyric is right. You know, it's authentic to who I am. Right. And it does sound like. This is exactly where you should be right now. And I know you're crediting mm. Madison, but I'm just going to go ahead and credit Judge Faith. Ah, yeah, the inspiration that, of it all. That's she what I'm going to Every credit. song. <laughs> <laughs> she seems like You know, such that a... was funny because we had that conversation to the beginning. I said, you know what? I want every song to reflect where my relationship is right when we started working on this project was in the first year of our marriage Mm -hmm. so I was like I want to um that was something that I specifically mentioned in the creative process so she definitely uh was inspiration I hear it the muse (laughs) every in every song she seems like such a nice lady I watched the show for years. And mm-hmm. then when I saw the press release, I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you guys seem like you just your temperament, but of course I don't know her. So, you know, tell us about, are you allowed to talk about her behind her back? Like who she is? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, I think like from from my experience, look, <laughs> now that I've become the authority on the personal life of, of faith, um, she is a very loving giver. She's very thoughtful. Uh, she's very detailed. Oh, and she loves things to be, well, we won't say perfect because nothing is perfect, but she operates at a level of excellence that is unmatched. Um, to the point where sometimes I tell her, well, I need a little mud on me, just a little, you know, it's okay, you <laughs> right. know. Um, so that means the house come... is clean. That means oh, and that's me. stuff yeah, is I'm in like, order. Oh, yep, and stuff is in order. And then she looks at the other, it's another thing that she brings to us in the detail of, of our business, the detail of our lives that that takes it over and beyond what it looks like on the outside. Gotcha. Because I'm one of those people that, I can keep a clean house, but it's it's all those other little details that make it home that a woman brings, you know, to right. the table sometimes that we as men take for granted. And so she's there and it changes the atmosphere. And, um, you know, she's just one of those people who is, uh, well, again, we all know that she's smart and she has elevated my level of thinking, my level of faith, because she also is one of those people that's a visionary and she sits and we do vision boards mm. together. 
I and compare it. our visions to make sure that we're running in the same direction. You Ooh. know, we don't, it's almost like, this is what I think I want this to happen this year. What do you think? And we list things then we come back and we discuss them mm-hmm. and it's fun and it's not taxing, you know, it's just, right. it's like, we're just on the same page. And then sometimes you, when you find that, oh, my vision was a little different than yours. There's never this spirit of absoluteness in either one of us. She comes at me and she goes, oh, okay. Visions evolve, you know, They do. <laughs> and, and sometimes, you know, God brings a, a clarity that allows you to see how, because a lot of times we, because we don't have to worry about the how in the beginning. You just want to put the what out there. You know, I want to get to this place. Yes. And then how is revealed over time. Um, but we have to push each other to continue to believe in the visions and the promises that we believe that we will we'll achieve together because there are things that happen in life that discourage us, yeah. discourage us as human beings. And sometimes we get off track and we as individuals have to, Hey, remember what we wrote down? Remember all the stuff mm-hmm. that just happened in last year? This is something that I'm putting in my, my newsletter. I have a newsletter that goes out to my VIP fans um, okay. that follow me at, at KennyLattimore.com. And I was just like, we need to reflect back on those blessings because it's so easy to forget it's just the simplicity of what we, you know, we've overcome all these things because we're bombarded with negativity a lot of times. We are. Yeah. So write it down. So, I'm so, I'm, I love it. Yeah. Writing it down and, and discussing and celebrating, celebrating each step that you get towards the goals that you have, all these kind of things, I think, keep you um, in, a, in a, a frame of mind that's fresh and progressive so that you continue to the next thing. Amen. Well, thank you for spending part of your Thanksgiving with Cafe Mocha. Hopefully we'll get to um, hang out at a salute her or something, get to meet your wonderful wife, get to see baby pictures, make sure when it's time, (laughs) Instagram. I hope you got the baby's Instagram name and page already Ah. set up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what we are we are on that space area she is really good at making sure that um people see the parts of our parts of our lives that we want to share on, our, on the personal level that's an that's another detail i didn't always mm. share my personal life i'd always have my my career up in the music but she's been helping me to um to put things out there to, to, to tell people, oh, this is what's happening behind the scenes. Because she's a being in, from television and all, she's a great content creator. Okay. So a lot of times I'm like, baby, go out there and create the content. That's great. And we do it together and shoot videos and all this stuff. I didn't do all of that as much as I am able to do it now. But when you've got a partner that's a great content creator, it makes it a lot easier. Super. Well, Congratulations again, and come back when the rest of the ladies are here. Everybody says hi and happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Please send them all my love, and uh, yes, we'll see each other very soon. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. Our prayers go out to the family of Shanquilla Robinson, who went on a trip to Mexico and never came home. Her friends claim she died of alcohol poisoning, The autopsy showed something different. She had a cracked spine, a broken neck. And the viral video showed her being beaten while her male friends watched. 
L.A. just elected its first female mayor, Karen Bass, a black woman, despite running against a rich developer who spent $100 million on attack ads, still... She rose. Los Angeles will no longer be unaffordable for working families. Good jobs and affordable housing are on the way. In theaters, check out Devotion about two real-life Navy pilots in the Korean War, one white, the other black. This is Jesse Brown's handshake. Here's a man that essentially came from the mud and put himself in the sky. And as you said, this is pre-civil rights movement. So this is one man being a true trailblazer and a true maverick. Devotion stars Jonathan Majors in theaters now. That's The Espresso. We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary funky divas in vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. On the line, Latasha Brown, Black Voters Matters Fund. Um, You know, America just went to the polls earlier in the month and the nation expected a lot of the Republicans to get voted in. They said it was going to be a red wave. It was more like spotting. So thank goodness. And for the Democrats, they thought that they were going to lose a lot and that didn't happen. So we have to thank someone who has always been on our side when it comes to black voters and that's miss latasha brown also southern black girls and women's custodium hello latasha how are you i am well happy to be alive and we're gonna end this year off with a bang <laughs> what's been going on because you're doing a lot we're gonna get to it all but how have you been doing you know i'm doing good i think this is a moment for us to really recognize what's happening I think many of us are seeing in these last few years, you know, we're seeing the voter suppression, but we need to know what's happening while we see the voter suppression. We're seeing the voter suppression because what we're seeing is we're becoming better organized and we're Mm -hmm. coming out in record numbers. You know, I think we're seeing some of kind of the attacks, what we've been seeing, kind of these 
these these uh, Republicans and others that are running on these racist platforms. Why? Because there's a new coalition of voters that uh, and people that are rising up. And so we're in the middle of, I think, a real special moment and the political history in this country that there is a power shift that has happened. We just got to keep the gas on and keep the transition happening and hold political parties, both of them, and political candidates, all the candidates accountable. This is really a moment around literally giving power to the people. And we have to be really diligent around doing that. Were you proud of the voters um, from this midterm election? I know I was. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, because of what happened. So proud. You know, I say it was a blue wave that, you know, a a blue wall that stopped this red wave. I think (laughs) that there was a resounding um, message that voters said, no, 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 no. We ain't going for this. Like, like, what are y'all thinking? We're not going for this. We see what is happening. You know, I think it was interesting. We saw these victories all throughout where you saw these candidates, these reactionary, right conservative, tr- particularly Trump pick candidates that lost, like, got beat out the frame, right? And I think mm-hmm. part of that is because what you saw, you saw people who were in the labor movement. You saw what I was really, really proud of are young voters, you know, who yeah. really mm-hmm. propelled a lot of pushing back on some of this, the regressive policies and making a statement around, no, we're not going back to a moment where we're a time where it's going to be okay that women don't have agency over their bodies. I think you saw young women come out. I think you saw women come out, but particularly young voters made the difference. I am so incredibly proud of young voters and voters of color. They made the difference this last election cycle. And I think that they are forever shifted. I don't think it's a, a fluke. I think it's the future of this nation. I think what you're seeing is you're seeing a new political landscape right in front of our eyes being formed. You know, I say this is a generation. This is a Janet Jackson generation. They are the what have you done for me lately generation. <laughs> and so they are, they are not going for the tricks or uh, tricks of the trade. They're going to expect and I think they're going to hold candidates accountable to another level. They don't have the same kind of loyalty to political parties or even candidates. They want to see real results and they want to see real change. And they are just not with um, these policies that seek to divide us, these policies that are fueled by racism, um, these policies that are literally to be punitive for people for participating. And if there's anybody that I'm proud of, I am so proud of young voters that showed up and showed out this last election cycle. And, you know, we're talking to Latasha Brown from Black Voters Matters Fund. Um, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of Stacey Abrams. I'm proud of all of the foot soldiers out there that put out the message about voting, um, all of the organizations, because it's it's like, how does that feel to know that you are having a part in making sure that democracy is alive in this country? Because you are a big part of that, Ms. Brown. You know, what I feel is I feel so honored to be a part of a rich and a long legacy of of black folks that have actually stood up against the odds that have always pushed back and always asserted our agency. And at the end of the day, what we recognize is that it's not just about kind of democracy in the sense of, oh, what is this? What is the system around voting? But it really is around us saying that we've got power and we're going to fight to make sure that our community maintains that we build power and expand that power. And so if anything, I am so proud to be a part of 
a legacy, a long legacy of folks from the Harriet Tubman to the W.E.B. DeVos to the Amelia Boynton to all of the black folk, names that we know we don't know that have actually stood in the face of oppression of racism and said, no, we deserve power and we're going to do what we got to do to build power for our community. So just to be a part, just to be in that number, just to be considered in that number is a privilege. I think it is a privilege. We have to recognize that I think when we get the opportunity to serve, to be have the opportunity to serve others, the opportunity to stand for justice, to be unapologetic, to stand in the, in the in our blackness, in the boldness and the beauty of our blackness, I feel honored. I'm grateful to God that this is an assignment that I feel was a design, a, a divine assignment for me. That is a design, a, 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 an assignment that is a part of how do we collectively continue this legacy that we're going to advance and change our community to be the the nation that we desire and that what we deserve. Now, you know, the race everyone is still watching is in Georgia with Reverend uh, Warnock and former NFL player Herschel Walker. Um, They're tied. There is a runoff. um, And, you know, I mean, what is your opinion? What is it that we can do to ignite the Georgia voters to make sure they go out and they vote? You know, I think we have, it, it used to be a song in the 70s. I don't know if y'all remember, there was a song that came out um, in this film, Car Wash. Um, and there was another f- a film, Let's Do It Again. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the bottom line is we got to do it again. The bo- we are, this isn't just about one election. On some level, this is even bigger than the candidates. This is really around how we're going to send a strong message that uh, folks are not going to pick, they're not going to handpick candidates with, for us thinking that just because you literally have the face that they represent the race, mm-hmm. when we also, we see the trick. We can't be fooled. And I think that this is a moment that we have to get people to really understand. And I think we've been seeing that, you know, that all of the folks were saying, oh, there's going to be a low depressed turnout in Georgia. And we broke records. Why? Because polls don't win elections. People do. And so part of what we've been doing is connecting folks to recognize we're in protracted struggle. That at the end of the day, this is we want someone that's going to embarrass us. We want someone that's not just literally got the face, uh, a black face, but literally is going to fight for a black agenda. We want somebody that's going to fight for an agenda for all of the people in Georgia. And so mm-hmm. part of what we've been doing is really being able to connect to young folks and people on the ground. And, and I think our people know what time it is. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, I, I'll just say that there's one candidate that makes us proud, and that's the other one. We're like, please don't embarrass us. Just, 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 just go back to retirement. Sit down. Right. Like, my, uncle. Like, yeah. like my great, great uncle, you say, go sit down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> It's Cafe Mocha. We're talking to Latasha Brown from Black Voters Matter Fund. One of my proud moments, and I know everybody felt this, was watching Georgia turn purple and then blue. And my thought about that is, what about South Carolina? Big number of Black people there. What about Alabama? What about Mississippi? Is that same kind of mobilization work that you guys did in Atlanta, in Georgia, does that, can that work in South Carolina? Absolutely. I mean, believe it or not, I actually think that South Carolina is one of the most promising states coming off the whole South. Listen, we got, we still, our blood is still saturated on the ground down here in the South, where Mm -hmm. our people have toiled and built the wealth. You think that we're not going to literally want to, Build, have these states to be able to take care of not only our families and provide our families, we ain't forgot. And so I think part of it has been 
deeply, deeply as a result of the region being deeply, deeply underinvested. It has mm-hmm. also been where we've seen voter suppression and laws to actually be able to restrict the power of black voters. Um, and we've seen all across the South. What we are seeing, though, and I think what gives me hope is that there's a new coalition that's not just a black coalition, but there's a new multiracial multi-generational coalition that's building together in the South, where we're seeing brown voters and black voters. We're seeing um, our indigenous brothers and sisters. We're seeing the LGBTQ community. We're right. seeing a new South that is rising. And I think it's a matter, I, I think we need to recognize that it took us 400 years to get here. It is going to take us some time to build. But Georgia didn't happen overnight. I right. can tell you as somebody that's been in Georgia, it was a decade of hard, arduous work to really be able to get the state to tap into what I will tell you is when you look at the makeup of these states, that there is a coalition, there's an untapped source of voters that if you can get this coalition, this new South coalition together, and really we can change the face of these states forever, but it's going to take investment. It is going to take organizing and it is going to take some time. I want to go back to the voter suppression part because You know, a lot of states this year put in a bunch of different rules and laws that prohibit, you know, handicapped, elderly, people of color. But you look at Georgia and like you said, record breaking numbers of people came out to early vote and to vote in general. What uh, what were you seeing in the line of voter suppression? It was I mean, you know day of voting did you were people calling the hotline did you hear of a lot of problems oh there were there were calls we did people did call in hundreds of people called in the hotline let me say what what the tactic has been in georgia you know the tactic in georgia has been death by a thousand cuts and we've seen this throughout the south you know it's not just one thing about voter suppression it happens in a spectrum and so it's literally like death by a thousand cuts a little bit here a little bit there you know, voter suppression normally happens three ways. One, it's about restricting access to the ballot. Two, it's always been around legalizing or weaponizing administrative process, finding something in the administrative process that actually um, makes it harder for people to vote and, and, and legalize it so as if it's okay. And then the third thing has been around creating a culture of fear. All of those things, while we have actually helped to break records in early voting in Georgia, we have had an impact on voter suppression has an impact on us. One case in point is in the, what we saw in the last election, because there was expanded access for mail-in voting, what we saw in the state of Georgia, 1.2 million people actually voted early and for mail-in ballots. We can't Listen, have that. We can't have that, right? So you know what happened? Because of this law and the changes, it went from 1.2 million to 0.2 million. That means a million people who had access mail-in voting before did not access mail-in voting this time, of course, for a variety of reasons. But my, my, my point is we also have we, – we see several elements that have actually – we've had to not even overcome. We're actually just kind of bumping up against. We're continuing to bump against. Even right now in the state of Georgia, here it is, the Secretary of State's office that is supposed to be the office to encourage people to vote, to participate, to actually ma- manage the process – the state of Georgia, we actually had to sue the, the state of Georgia, send the Warnock's campaign and some other plaintiffs had to sue the state of Georgia to make sure that we had early voting on a Saturday that the state had decided, oh, we're not going to have early voting that because that's Robert E. Lee's birthday. And because that's Robert E. Lee, a confederal Ooh. general who, quite frankly, was a traitor and was a notorious 
racist general, because it was Robert E. Lee's birthday, we're not going to have early voting because that's a state holiday. He was, mm-hmm. They were sued. The judge overturned it and was like, get out of here. We're going to have voting that day. Do you know that they have the secretary of state and the state of Georgia is now trying to appeal that decision? They don't want Saturday voting. Can you believe that? My, mm-hmm. my point is, those tricks are still in place, not just in Georgia, throughout the South, and not just throughout the South, throughout the nation. I think what we're showing in Georgia is how resolute we are, how resolved we are, and how determined we are. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't come at a cost. Like, we're expending a tremendous amount of resources. We're expending a tremendous amount of time and energy. You know, in the bill that was passed, SB202, which is a state bill that was passed, a voter suppression, what I call blueprint bill that was passed in Georgia, right after we had the 2021 election where these senators were elected, Senator Warnock was elected, that one of the things that it uh, provided in the bill is that a citizen, any voter in Georgia, can literally challenge the validity of other voters indiscriminately. There are people in Georgia, there are white Republicans that literally challenged over 20,000 voters, just said, I don't think they're, they're, they're valid voters. And the election board then had the responsibility of trying to actually clear that up and make sure that those folks did not lose their voting rights or that the, the roads were clear. The bottom That's line ridiculous. is we're seeing, it's ridiculous. We're seeing all kind of tricks. But what, you know, what we are seeing, though, is, and, which, and I'm so proud of voters, is that voters are responding to that. You know, voters are coming out and a, and a site and organization are doing a lot of the heavy lifting to make sure that we're doing the voter education, that we're organizing our community. Because I always say organized power is realized power. And so what we're doing is we getting it done. We organizing the street. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving, having a good time out there with all them sales. We'll check in with you next time on Cafe Mocha. Follow us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. 
with quality over quantity from concept to completion. Now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.